Good morning, afternoon, good whenever, podheads. We are back to finish our discussion about Dave's Picks, Volume 48. The first two discs, we were fortunate enough to be joined by Zach Cropper to analyze the 1971 show, and this will be a short episode talking about the third disc, the October 24th, 1970 show. This show took place at the Keel Opera House in St. Louis, Missouri. For more information on that, I'm actually going to refer you back to the previous Dave's Picks release, uh, the Volume 47 release from 1979, where Alex really dove deep into like the history of the Keel Opera House and, more importantly, what the, what the St. Louis music scene meant for the Grateful Dead. But here, we're just going to focus on jumping back to the primal dead sound of 1970-70 Grateful Dead. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. October 24th, 1970 was a one-set show, just one hour and 40 minutes straight of the dead jamming on stage. They played 13 songs that night, and the Dave's Picks captures eight of them, so it cuts five songs. I guess now is as good a time to talk about this as any. I, if you're going to put out like two-thirds of the show anyway, why not just put out the whole show and make it a a four cd release i don't know i'm not in the room making those decisions i know that the forthcoming dave's picks 49 to lead off the releases next year is a four cd two show release from 1985 maybe they didn't want to do back to back you know bigger releases but I think I'm safe to speak for Alex here as well, that we are in the camp that more dead music is always a good thing. So it was curious to see when I saw the full show that there were selections from the show and not just the full show released. It's a shorter show. They only cut five songs. I don't know. I'm not the one making those decisions, but it seemed like this could be ripe for a full release. But fall 1970 doesn't really have any full official release coverage. 1970, the year does, I mean, but it's all concentrated in the beginning of the year. You've got a couple Dave's Picks in January, volumes 19 and 30. You've got a Dave's Picks in February. You have a Dick's Picks in February, volume 4. And then you have another one in May, volume 8. And you have a Road Trips, volume 3, also released in May. But nothing after June. Um, There's the Festival Express movie that has songs from June and July 1970. But in terms of like official release coverage from, I mean, really even the summer, the fall and the winter of 1970, it's just selected songs. So this release on Dave's Picks 48 is, is the only official release containing more than two songs from after July of 1970. So that kind of even goes more to the point of why not just release the full show? It'd be the first full release from the fall of 1970. 
But that's not what they did. We got eight songs from the Keel Opera House. I do just think it's it's worth noting that Fall 1970 is a really a blind spot in official release coverage in the you know the early 70s which there's not a lot of blind spots in 70s 71 72 73 official release coverage and it's not like they you know it's not like the dead weren't playing or you know they were in the studio i mean they were in the studio in 1970 but they played 140 shows in 1970 and you know from september 17th to the end of the year they played 45 of those shows over 105 days so that's like 40 percent of the days of the year remaining they had a show in the fall and the winter of 1970 so there's a lot to choose from and there's not a lot of official release coverage but this is a lot of complaining about five songs cut so let's talk about what they actually played that night they opened things up with dancing in the streets with the 1971 show being the first two discs, this third disc is a sonic adjustment. I mean, we're, we're going back in time, back into the primal dead sound for this disc and this show. And you can tell that right away with Pigpen letting the, the organ overpower you in the Dancing in the Streets opener. You can dance around now.
in the middle of this dancin' there is a Tighten Up Jam, which is cool because two episodes ago, we're talking about Halloween 71, uh, that was the last Tighten Up Jam that they ever played in that Dark Star. Uh, go check out that episode for more on that. But I think it's neat that there's another Tighten Up Jam within this dancing. And uh, I posted it two weeks ago. I'm going to repost it again, the dead essay on the early thematic jams uh, resource that I've used for a couple shows now. So I want to give that credit and shout that out. Um, but that website also confirmed that there's a Tighten Up Jam here in in this Dancing in the Street opener. Near the end, I mean, Pigpen's in your ear the whole time, but Phil competes for some some listening space near the end and he sounds really good this is not a song that i particularly love but this is a version that i really enjoyed it's the number 65 dancing in the streets and heady version and that's fairly high for this show being like a relative unknown before this release so yeah good start and from dancing they roll into it hurts me too a little pig pen ballad this is a slower song in general, but this is a very slow version of this song. I thought it was fine. Uh, I enjoyed the song, but what I more enjoyed was this combination, dancing and then it hurts me too. That combination's only happened twice. This was the second time in 1970. The first was in September of 1967. So this is a cool, rare opening combination. Uh, and speaking of openings, I should have said that they opened 18 shows uh, with Dancing in the Streets. They did it a few times in the 60s and 1970, once in 1971, and then they didn't do it again until 1984, which that was interesting too. But yeah, this is an, an interesting combo to, to start this show. The next few songs are cut from the official release, uh, The Dead That Night Played, Me and My Uncle, Friend of the Devil, Cold Rain and Snow, and Addicts of My Life. Um, of those four that were skipped, I thought Friend of the Devil was a pretty good version, actually. Uh, and then the next song on the official release is the monster Good Lovin'. This Good Lovin' is 19 minutes long, and depending on what source you go to, it's broken up in different ways. On the official release, on the third disc, it's just 19 minutes Good Lovin'. On the archive tapes, it's Good Lovin' and then split with drums like its own drums section and then a return to good lovin and if you think about it like that way like a, a good lovin sandwich well no it would be a drum sandwich with good lovin bread the return to good lovin is is where the good stuff is at the beginning is fine the drums is high energy but the post drums return to good lovin is is where it's at i mean this was the highlight of the show for me
really good stuff. And this is really niche, but there's a moment in that part that I sampled, which I, I think if I'm doing the math right, it's going to be about the 14, between 13 and 14 minute mark of the, the long, like official 19 minute version. That fill like is improving off the good love and theme and goes up high and it really sounds like the riff to an EDM song, what he's doing. And I think it's a song called Fine Way to Die by Grizz. But when I heard it, I like my ear just latched onto it and I loved what Phil was doing. And then after all that, they go into like basically a Hendrix cover and then they finally wind it down into that back into the good loving theme. But man, this post drums journey of good loving was definitely the high point of this show for me. It's the number 109 good loving on heady version. I mean, just talk about like an, an energy reset either on the official version. Like this comes after the it slower. It hurts me too. In the real show, it came after a slower addicts of my life. So, I mean, great job by the dead to get the energy right back. The dead next rolled into Casey Jones. Uh, that Casey Jones is cut from the Dave's Picks release. That's a pretty good Casey Jones. Very high energy like most are, but a good work from Jerry in that. And the next song on the official release is St. Stephen. A very fill-forward St. Stephen, which is a good thing. Uh, I thought what was cool about this version was they really quieted everything down like everybody on stage got quiet for the vocal section in the middle and even the vocals are quiet too so they really went down into a valley to then like build it back up into the end after saint Stephen, they went into not fade away going down the road feeling bad and not fade away which is the second not fade away going down the road feeling bad not fade away of this release that's how disc two ended with uh that version from 1971 to be honest i would rather have the version from 1971 this is just okay but i think it's worth noting it's just the fifth going down the road feeling bad that the band ever played so they're still learning and they're still figuring it out the return to not fade away is only about like a minute a minute and a half long and that's not really a not so much a return to not fade away as it is a springboard into the closing song turn on your love light they launch right into the 18 minute long version of turn on your love light and it starts with all the energy that you would want in the world but then uh-oh something that was missing from the first couple discs uh some sneakery drumming bleeds in around the two minute mark it's really made more obvious because of how crisp and clean Billy in his One Drummer Dead show on the first two discs of this release was. Look, it, it does not impact the song as a whole. It's just it really stood out in the beginning of this love light. But then, you know, leave it to Jerry to kind of save and rally it. The first long solo in like between the three and five minute mark was really, really good. Jerry was doing some great stuff and and Bobby too was helping him out and that's the the sample of love light that I want to drop in here (laughs) 
Without a warning, you broke my heart. Taking it, baby, torn it up. And you left me standing in the dark crowd. Said your love for me was done. So come on, baby, baby, please. was a pretty decent love light uh, nothing stood out to me as exceptional or spectacular uh, and because it's a long song it was easily to like mentally bifurcate and I thought that the first half outpaced the second half in terms in terms of musical quality but at the end of the song there's some awesome like insane gongs that Mickey is just going to town on and just it like consumes you the the gong sound so that was a, a neat unique ending to a song that i do enjoy from what i could tell they ended a set one or a one set show 88 times with turn on your love light and this was the 81st so this is almost about to be done in ending set one or you know if they're playing only one longer set as their show this being the big the big finale number but they wouldn't be done with it being the finale of the show because many of many of love lights set two closer spots are actually from 71 and then a big gap and then a jump to the 80s 84 85 through 94 and then they did it a couple of times in 95 too so this song would be revived as a set two closer, but for good reason. This song just has so much energy, and it's a fun, easy song to dance to, too. I mean, I really enjoyed this song. From this disc, though, I, I think that the second half of the long Good Lovin', or if you're listening on the archive, the return to Good Lovin' after drums, really stands out, and it's really a, a good segment of music. Because this is a Dave's Picks, we have to play the game at the end of if all three discs were rolling off a cliff, which disc would you save if you could only save one? I love Primal Dead Sound. I, I've i been praising that good lovin' this, this whole time, but I don't think that this third disc can rise above the second disc of the 71 release. So disc two would be the disc that I would save. I mean that if you listened to last episode that had my my selection of the song that I would take from the show, that truckin', and then that 23-minute other one was really, really good. So I would save disc two, um, but I don't think there's a wrong answer. If you like the Primal Dead sound, you should save this third disc of 1970. And if you like the Europe 72, you know, songs, I mean, there's 14 of them on disc one. It's a, it's a long first set, so you could save that one too. But I would take the second. This release, Dave's Picks 48, this is a much much higher level thought. It it kind of seems like it mirrored the the last release of last year, of Dave's Picks 44, which was a, sh- a show from summer of 1990. And by that, I mean a really fun show that I wouldn't seek out by myself, but I just don't think that it, like, went 
next year, when I'm looking back on the releases from this year, I think the first two releases, 45, the two shows from October 77, and then volume 46 from 1972, I think those are just really going to outpace this one. Um, and that, that doesn't mean that this show is bad by any means. It just, I think it actually speaks to how, how strong the selections are at the beginning of the year. But I, I noticed that that parallel between the, the years of releases. And it seems like it, it could continue because Volume 49 has been announced as two shows from uh, spring 85, April 1985. We've talked about 1985, I think, just once on this show, but it was a great, great show from Cincinnati 85. And if that's any indication, then next year might follow that that pattern as well, where the first release of the year is just dynamite and it's so so good and it just outpaces the other three but we won't know till it happens and there's a lot more dead music to enjoy until then including what we're going to talk about in our next episode that our next show comes out in two weeks on december 26th and it is not a traditional episode uh, we're not going to just be talking about one show i'm excited to share with you what I've cooked up for, for the 26th of December and for our last show of 2023. But until then, if you travel for the holidays, travel safely. If you stay put for the holidays, stay put safely, make the most of it, whatever and however you celebrate, have a happy holidays, and we bid you good night. And I'll bid you good night. Good night. That's it, that's it. You got it.